Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 105. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everybody. And I guess this time we have a friend of yours in our podcast too and that's your good old dog. Yeah, actually I don't know which one is barking right now. But we stopped for now. I mean he was barking when we actually tried to do it a couple of times the introduction itself hmm. but uh, i mean we don't have really solid stories to be talking about today but let's start with the liberhan report uh, that came out this report uh, told us everything that we already knew and it took them 17 years to do this oh you don't think it's a solid report because uh, it it must have been a few thousand pages long it was 1029 pages oh it was uh, like you said it took 17 years for them to come out and did you know what the original deadline was the original deadline was 3 months and uh, <laughs> see when you don't give your deadline your ceo can get sacked or even even in your job if you don't do something right your boss will pull your leg in front of a few people and make you feel embarrassed so you go back to your computer and get that thing done with these yeah. guys took 17 years and the ones who are wondering what liberhan commission or the report is it was named after uh, a retired indian supreme court judge called ms liberhan and he was in charge of uh, writing down observations and recommendations and accu- accusing if at all any the people who were part of the babri masjid riots that took place when we were kids aditya i think we were in school in fourth or fifth back in 1992 yes something like that and this was about the demolition of babri masjid and the following riots as well the basic idea of uh, creating the liberan report was to find out what were the events that happened that led to the demolition and uh, even post the demolition it was also supposed to find out if the chief minister or the council of ministers or anybody from uttar pradesh from the government had anything to do with the babri masjid demolition you know it involved 150000 people so now my question is if it had 150000 people couldn't you find a few witnesses and get this done with sometime back much earlier than 17 years the babri masjid well, don't forget abhishek abhishek don't forget that it took Uh, when did when did the 93 case end oh the it bomb blast it just ended about a year or two back and you know it i mean the bomb blast happened probably because of this babri masjid demolition right? yeah that's true right. so uh, there there's uh, another case uh, 1984 when uh, indira gandhi was assassinated the number of six that were killed was a huge number and the first person who was accused it happened 9 years after the commission was set up <laughs> and in fact the last witness who testified for this report was kalyan singh and his statements were taken down in 2005 yeah and wikipedia says that this is one of the longest running cases so this guy uh, mr liberhan he, he didn't do all that bad because it is only one of the <laughs> lo- lo- longest running cases because there are so many that they've lost count yeah and and the interesting thing is that the guy who appointed him to carry out this report has already passed away yeah and and you know we are talking about the length of time this goes back to 1527 when emperor babur he had told his commander in chief mir baki to make this babri masjid and 450 years later someone found out that uh, there was a temple allegedly which was there and it was raised and then babri masjid was built over it and our politicians so called politicians which were there in power uh, in bjp the report itself goes on to say that Uh, it accuses Atal Bihari Vajpayee and uh, Advani accuses is too strong a word because they say it is said that they are they were only pseudo moderates uh, yeah in the That's sense that they, they kept quiet 
so 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 they are not even moderate they are pseudo moderates exactly they are pseudo moderates you know whatever that means but the euphemism to say that they actually were accomplices in the crime they abetted a crime by keeping quiet come on who are we kidding in fact in our company if something goes wrong in our factory our chairman can be jailed and he has yeah. no idea of what happened in the factory but he can be lawfully jailed so he's not going to say say you know what i was unaware of what happened you can't be doing that it is all a farce all a joke and we can laugh about it right now it is all i can tell you now yeah that's what i mean you know i didn't even i i just glanced over it i the report came out first of all the report got leaked out of the from the home ministry you know how does something like that happen i'm not sure interesting language has been used in the report itself okay so according to liberal report kalyan singh who was a then cm maintained a quote unquote studied silence even at the height of crisis in december 1992 and refused to allow even a single measure which might impede ayodhya campaign so he didn't do anything he just kept quiet that's why you know all these things went went crazy he caused the murder of 2000 people as simple as that if you don't send the police force and tell them to fire in the air and just to get those miscreants away or the criminals away then you are in it as much as the person who's killing or demolishing that masjid is completely agree now the thing is that we have already said everything that we can about this particular topic about about internal or external extremism uh, in india right we have said things about 2611 also 2611 anniversary happened uh, just a couple of days back and on that day there was a big rada that happened in parliament because lk adwani mentioned that only 100 odd people had received compensation out of the 400 odd on the list which completely got uh, turned upside down and making it a political issue by congress i mean same is the case with this liberal report right i mean we know who are the people behind it he has also mentioned bala sahib thakre as a pseudo moderate thakre for the first time in his life would have been called as a moderate i think even if name would not have mentioned in that uh, report he would have paid liberhand to put his name in exactly there. but you know we are just talking here we nothing is going to happen i have stopped expecting things to happen so call yeah, me the ones call. who are listening to this and if they are not indians they would be wondering what the hell how, how is india one of the four economies uh, tagged by goldman sachs in the brick report as the next big power when the people who run the country are ludicrous you know the other day when uh, home minister chidambaram he tabled this report at uh, in the during the zero hour of the parliament the bjp members started shouting slogans of jai shri ram jai shri ram and the sp members started shouting slogans of yali yali a, a nursery kid could do better than that and this is all on tv so the the irony is just before recording this episode i had i was on my way out here at my grandmother's place and i had a cutting take a chai cutting is basically yeah. a half a cup of tea for the ones who don't know in mumbai and i paid 5 rupees to that guy and i was about to start my bike and rush the guy stopped me and said hey here's the 2 rupees that you gave me extra so and he joked that hey don't mahine mala hai don't rupaye khatakanar in the sense for the next 2 months i'll be thinking about these 2 rupees that i ate when i should not have and he gave me those 2 rupees and that guy doesn't even have enough money to have two meals a day so a guy who is so forthright who is that poor can do what he does and our people out there who earn own crores of rupees go out of the way to kill people and then get away and our supreme court does nothing about it the judiciary ah well this on the rant we we can do nothing but just just keep keep saying this there is yeah. nothing that you can do i mean you know people have run out of ideas these things are going to keep happening again and again now after 2611 happened 
you know this elite commando force was set up in maharashtra which is similar to nsg it's called force 1 right all right and a budget of 126 crores went into it to set it up and it was sort of launched or unveiled on the anniversary of 2611 and there was a special parade also on marine drive right in front of uh, the trident hotel where the attack happened mm-hmm. it's, you know with with police and all these guys showing off the new equipment that they have purchased it all would right. have been great had Salaskar jacket the bulletproof jacket would have been of good, good quality and it would have been even great when he died 40 minutes when he was lying there in the pool of blood somebody would have got him to a place where he could have survived the three of them mr karkare kamte and mr salaskar yeah and yeah, we do everything in hindsight it's it's like you know a very bad analogy would be in cricket when the batsman nicks and there are no slips and the ball yeah. goes in the slips and then the captain puts three slips in there What's the, what is going to happen? You do everything in hindsight, and that is what it is. And so, so the debates that have been going on on TV, which is completely useless, is about how Congress has put in all these infrastructure to to ensure that such an event does not happen again. But my simple question again is: all I want to know is that is the Prime Minister, is the Home Minister, is the Chief Minister of the of a particular state, and the Commissioner of Police. of the particular city are they ready to promise me that they will shoot themselves in the head if another terrorist attack happens in india if they are ready to promise me that thing about accountability yeah i mean because you know they are they are going out with all the security that they have while i am forced to go out just like that and without knowing what's going to happen so i just want to know you know i understand that uh, they have done a lot of things but a simple question is are you ready to kill yourself if in in the event of an attack if we say yes we are ready to do that pull the trigger then i am fine you know and yeah, at least you know there is somebody who is willing to take the bullet for the common man which doesn't happen exactly. if you seen the movie wednesday all you guys you should be watching that very recommended movie where they show how a common man goes into a police station and puts in 5 kgs of rdx and goes and twists so yep. anyone can just walk into mumbai as it happened so many times that number of bomblas that we've had over the past decade anyone can just walk in and that's it no and everybody forgets about it you travel in the same local train right you do that every day yeah, do that. you don't have a choice we don't have a choice and you remember in the episodes following 2611 that i had said that nothing is going to happen people did all these candlelight marches and right. what not you know where are these people now nothing has happened so it's something you know it's it's a nice thing to do and all but nothing concrete ever comes out of it probably we have been saying this all this all the time for the last one year and probably we should stop and move on to the next topic and talk yeah. about something good that happened for for change india recently defeated sri lanka with an innings and what 129 runs or something yes. it is supposedly india's biggest uh, test victory against sri lanka and i'm more excited about the fact that we actually won a match against sri lanka because the two teams india and sri lanka their definition of victory in a test match cricket is being satisfied with a draw <laughs> yeah, exactly and india took you know how many test matches to register the 100 test oh it was a ridiculous number yeah. right i think i think they were the seventh team to to get to the 100 test or something some ridiculous yes, yeah and they took the longest time 432 matches to win the 100 test when australia did it in 199 and pakistan let's compare pakistan because it's a fair comparison pakistan did it in 320 test matches and okay. listen to this before 2000 india had won 61 of the 330 test matches in, in other words 18.48 success rate 
talking about the era of Sunil Gavaskar, Gundappa Vishwanath, Sandeep Patil, Ravi Shastri. It only goes to show that in spite of India winning so less test matches, cricket is such a game that the individuals do get lauded irrespective of the outcome of the game. Yeah, and to think about it, you know, we have won, what, three test matches against Bangladesh itself. Three or six or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, so 6% of those victories have come against Minos. More than 6, or more than 10 maybe, because we've got Kenya. Uh, has Kenya been accorded the test? No, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. Yeah. So we have won three each against Australia, Pakistan, Bangladesh and Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe and Bangladesh, eh, you know what, I mean, yeah. come on. And also, we've won against them overseas. So what happens is, number of overseas test victories is 32 out of 2 on 1. If I score that much in my exam, I mean, I'm going to fail. <laughs> but not so much with the Indian cricket team. 32 out of 211 matches. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, well. But, but, but the star of the show is the guy who made a comeback. Of all the people in the world, Srisanth, who hasn't been playing international cricket for 18 months, comes in and picks up five wickets. And good wickets, you know. I mean, they were very good deliveries, reverse swinging, etc. Very good wickets. And then Harbhajan also took this fantastic wicket with his Dusra, ah. which just pitched and came in. I mean, he hasn't looked that good since the Australia match, okay, and... Uh, Australia uh, match as in back in 2001, you were saying? Yeah, the Kolkata test. Oh, yes, he have taken 30 wickets in three, three test matches and a hat-trick yeah. in one of yeah. those, but... Do you know the nickname of Sri Sand? I don't know if I should be saying this, but if you have followed uh, IPL, fake IPL player.blogspot.com or something, which had come some time back, yeah, yeah. the nickname was Appam Chutia. <laughs> <laughs> Each, each and every player of the Kolkata Knight Riders <laughs> had a nickname and John Buchanan who was a coach also I think had, I forgot, I forgot, all the nicknames were very, very funny <laughs> and this one stood out, <laughs> he was like Abbam Chuti, I should not be saying this but he took five wickets so, and he, all, he did not dance or he did not uh, do all the antics oh, that he's uh-huh. famous for after taking those wickets, after uh-huh. taking five wickets he just prayed to God by, uh, invoked gods and selectors, not necessarily in that order, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> because they have been ignoring him for a while. But you have to give it to him, man. I, I, I laud him because as a 21-year-old, he was the guy who took the catch off Yoginder Sharma or Yoginder Singh, you know. Ms. Bawal Hak played that shot yeah, in 2007 yeah. World Cup Finals, which we had covered on Indicast, and he actually hung on to it. In that pressure, the last wicket, it, it, you need some... That would have been the end of his career if he had got. <laughs> so yeah, he... man. He was not just taking a catch, he was not just winning a World Cup, he was also, you know, continuing his cricketing career. And so ensuring that he doesn't have a Z security <laughs> for the rest of his life. <laughs> the Apam Chute would have been a, a very commonplace thing for him. <laughs> no room for comeback. Yep. But yeah, but I don't know if I like the Srisham, the calm, docile Srisham. I want to see some action from him, you know. For example, with what do you expect from Megrath? You expect him to come, bowl, and then give you a stare and something like that, right? right. So, I don't know. No, it's controlled aggression. It's like this. Hang on for a minute. Oh, <laughs> controlled aggression. Now, this is like pseudo moderate. <laughs> controlled aggression. That, that's what Dhoni said. He, I'm glad that his aggression is more controlled. But you know what? Wait, wait on Dhoni. For the next five matches, if he performs well, he'll be back. He'll cement his place in the team and then he'll be back to the old Sri Sand that we know because you can't curb somebody who's as mischievous as a guy that he is. Yeah, uh, the innate, innate khujli jo hai, uh, that doesn't Exactly. So, but uh, while we are talking about having fun, people are having apparently a lot of fun when they go off on pilgrimages in India. Hmm? Apparently, pilgrimages in India have become destination for, for sex. So, oh my goodness me. Don't say yeah, that. There, are other, there are other people in the house, I, I just don't want to. 
So let me say that because there's nobody around me. Aditya just said that the, the places of pilgrimage have become hotspots for sex. Did you say that? Because it's hard to believe. Yes, that's correct. Because apparently there's a... And I can see the logic behind it also. Hmm. Most of our pilgrimages uh, are known to be areas where you get, you know, drugs, hashish. This is a lot. Plus, there are also places where a lot of foreigners visit. For example, you take Varanasi, you take the, the places in Himalayas. They're all places where you get a lot of drugs. Drugs are freely available there. Plus, there are a lot of foreigners also visiting those places. Yeah. That is what they come. They think that is part of the whole India experience. <laughs> the drugs part that you say, the grass, the marijuana, is very freely available. You can find all the sadhus doing it and the foreigners can buy it as, as less as 60 rupees for a couple of smokes, which is pocket change for the ones who earn money in dollars. Yeah, apparently the Babas have the export quality. Ah. Uh, those are the topics that we had uh, for episode number 105 of Indicast. Do you have anything else to talk about? Yeah, I mean, recently just one little topic that has been making the rounds in social networking sites is that a 50-year-old couple, I guess, they get crashed into Barack Obama's party without having an invitation. And everyone's talking about the security breach, as in how, how did they actually go in? And I actually saw a picture with, uh, with they had on Facebook with Joe Biden the vice president yeah with joe biden and they said uh, and uh, what they said you have to pardon an indian when he pronounces uh, <laughs> a name wrong all right because <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, earlier earlier the security forces were saying that none of the vvips were in any sort of danger hmm. or anything like that but then there comes a picture where these two imposters or these two gate crashers are shaking hands with barack obama <laughs> and and apna, uh, our Honorable Prime Minister is standing right next to him. Yes. So, after that, the Director of Secret Service, which is responsible for security of the President, they said, yeah, we messed up. <laughs> you know. But they said that they went through all the metal detectors, they went through all the magnetometers or something like that. Yeah, I, I read, about, read about it. Yeah. Magnetometers. Yeah, so they went through that. They, they had no weapons, but they weren't on the list, so we don't know how they got in. A couple <laughs> of security guards will be losing their jobs. I think for the director probably, man. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, it's less uh, funnier or less amusing than what happened with George W. Bush who choked on some food item. <laughs> yes, I... Right? <laughs> I think we had covered that long time back. So he's, he's munching on something and then with all the security that we have in the world for George W. Bush, he chokes on a plestil or something. Yeah, because well, and, and the, the, the security is going like, we are not trained. We are not trained to handle this. <laughs> oh, well... Ah, so those were the topics and any other thing, let me go through the list. No, uh, I guess, yeah, recently you, we, we spoke about Force One, right, the, uh, in Maharashtra, which was unveiled. Force One, the, the commando, yeah, yeah. commandos. They, and they are called Eagles, the, the team Eagles. in India, Eagles, yeah, Eagles. It's like the, an IPLT 20 team. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the reason, you know, Eagles don't like to stay on the ground. That's what happened with these guys that, Three or four commandos actually fainted while listening to a speech which was being delivered by A. and Roy in the hot sun. They would rather be flying someplace else and they actually fainted and everyone's talking about if these are trained personnel, yeah, elite forces, they should be able to withstand the heat. But you know what, I think, uh, let's give it to the commandos, they have a good sense of humor, it's their new, new way of protesting. If you are going to lecture us for an hour and a half when we should be doing our duty, then this is our form of protest, we are going to faint. Yeah, this, this is what we are going to do. If yes. you make us do this again, we are going to faint. Absolutely. Okay? So you better put us in situations that we are trained for, but not. Come on. <laughs> exactly, yes. And it should not be made a big deal, man. I think uh, some dehydration or some things can happen to human body. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
and they were not on adrenaline let's let's also keep that in mind when you are fighting terrorists or when you are on the line you can go without food for two nights straight i mean without fainting or anything but this was you're standing and listening to a boring speech by somebody <laughs> so it's it's fine it used to happen in school uh, in 6th and 7th when we had a principal who liked to deliver speeches during the assembly every day two or three students would faint and it, it was a regulation there was there was a kind of a force or a team of head boys who were deployed at the last bench and they would be carrying these people every day and there was a ready first aid kit available because these kids would never have breakfast and you had to faint <laughs> listening to the uh, and in other national story shilpa shetty has gotten married to rajkundra <laughs> and we were going to wrap it up and we've covered four more stories yes yeah i think but another interesting story i'm mm. sorry which just came in okay that mm. uh, apparently yesterday was the first day that cat which is a common admission test for iims and all those things was supposed to be held and this is the first time it is going to happen you know on on the computer earlier it used to be a written test right so each time they decided to do a computer based cat throughout the country so you are you know there are like two and a half lakh people who have been allocated over 10 days to con- to go into the centers and give this exam it's a good step but finally sir, it's going online like gmat and gre is yeah but unfortunately the first day a lot of computers crashed around <laughs> around 50 <laughs> yeah around 50 odd centers have now been shut down because of hmm. systems systems not working and uh, you know there have been problems like the the computer suddenly shuts down in the middle of the test <laughs> boy the guy is writing one of the biggest exams of his life he wants to get into a top b school and this is what you take him through you know this is called pressure yeah, training yeah and anyway, and i wonder why they didn't do a test or a mock cat yeah exactly you know? that would have been far more simpler a free mock yeah. cat and probably you know slip that charge into the cat fee so that people are not going to pay but then also it is so surprising i mean cat as you said probably the three most important hours of a student's life right two, two, two and a half two or two and a half i guess yeah two and a half that he is going to spend and it completely depends on what the questions get thrown at him by computer some of them are going to be tricky i just it just 3 ghante tumhara life badal sakta hai complete yeah i mean it's not as dramatic as because even if you do it to a big come on yeah, i mean but at least during those those two hours you are like you want to give it your best shot because you've spent a year by taking a break from your college or your job yeah it's an important exam in india i think it's a very important i think you are just uh, you know yeah because it's just our grapes i couldn't get to a big b school right right. (laughs) (laughs) you're just playing it down a bit i think it has a big impact come on man i mean you know you can get lucky and get into iim ahmedabad Mm. or you can get unlucky and go to baba saheb gaude school of management Oh well. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> not that Babasaheb Gowda School of Management is not good or anything. Yeah, but it's not as good as the IIM Ahmedabad. Let's be very yes. politically correct and diplomatic about it. <laughs> yes, I want to be a pseudo moderator as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that's about it. Those were the topics. Finally, we are going to stop talking now. Those are yes. the topics that we had. Our website, if you don't know, after 105 episodes, is www.theindicast.com. You can. subscribe to our podcast through any of the podcast uh, softwares that you have or listen online as well comment on our website listen to it on mobile listen to busy nation that abhishek does with um, ritika and the long time for getting ritika's name out she's not going to be happy <laughs> <laughs> sorry ritika come on come on yeah and so, uh, you can listen to tekka masala which aditya hosts with uh, saket 
Yes, with Sakit. And again, again, we I didn't we released a new point blank with Preeti Sanandi. Did oh, you mention that last yeah, time? Yeah, we did, we did. And hope you all oh, yeah. liked it. Go, please comment about the guy who's had multiple identities in his life, like poet, photographer, politician, and film producer, and a very active, uh, opinionated guy, media guy on Twitter, which we don't find very often. Yeah, on Twitter. Add him up. Add him up. Talking about Twitter, add me up first. Uh, I am at AC Mathre and Abhishek is. I am at uh, Abhishek Kumar. So do that. That's Pritish it. Nandi. That's Pritish Nandi. Uh, you can add him too. And another, uh, our T-shirt store. Dude, we forgot to uh, pimp our T-shirt store last time. Right. So uh, go to our website www.theindicast.com. There is a section on the right hand side which has a link to the T-shirt store. Please buy T-shirts yes. from there. And um, go and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Brilliant way to just end it without warning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.